welcome to Be Simply This Is She, and I want to thank you for being here in this moment. Today, we're going to keep building upon what we've been working on the past few weeks, and if you haven't listened to those, it can be a standalone, and you might be inspired to go back and listen to the other segments. Uh, Two weeks ago, we talked about feeling, feeling into a moment, feeling into an energetic frequency that's rising up in and around you. And then from there, we talked about emotions and honoring the emotions that might be wanting to be expressed and how they impact our physical body, our emotional body, our mental body, and our spiritual body. And so with that, this gives us a really great body of information to work from on a daily basis as we move into action. So if we're aware of an energetic field that's in a room, and then we move from there and decide, oh, this is triggering X, Y, or Z, then we can take a pause. And then at that point, we can move into action. We can move into speech. We can even move, uh, hopefully, away from any thoughts that are not effective in helping us uh, manage what is happening in a given situation. And remember that these things don't have to necessarily always be arduous or bad or perceptually traumatic. These things can also be things that are exciting and opportunities. So it's not only magnificent to know what's happening if something's not going to be and the highest and best for you, but it's also great to realize that there are opportunities that are unfolding around you, and sometimes our fears, our hesitations, our doubt keep us from harnessing what's unfolding in that moment. So with that being said, today we're going to talk about action. We're going to talk about cause and effect and how to navigate this so that we can discern what is in our highest and best in a given moment, discern where we're destined to be moving towards, and we can lay the road for the future in a way that is beneficial not only to you, but to the generations to come. So what I'd love for us to do right now is take a few moments just to settle in. And we're going to continue listening to that song by Beirut. And with that, I would love to welcome you just to listen, just to do that check-in, to bring self into balance, check-in with the mind, then check-in with the heart, check-in with the physical body, and check-in with the emotional body. And as you do this, see what's, what's rising up, what's unfolding, uh, what, what's present with you in this moment. When we address the present moment, there's less accumulations of things that need to be talked about, the things that need to be resolved, because we handle them right in the moment. So with that being said, I'd love to welcome you to gently breathe into the physical body, gently breathing in and out. Again, gently breathing in and out. Another one, inhale and exhale. And as you continue to breathe in and out, just want to welcome you in this moment to follow that breath as you continue to check in with the physical body, mental, emotional, and spiritual body.
Gently welcoming you back to here, uh, welcoming you to take a nice gentle breath in and out. Another one, gentle breath in and out. Again, gentle breath in. And out. As you continue to breathe in and out. Just welcoming you in this moment to bring your awareness back to action and what you might have observed in this present moment where you're at. What's unfolding in the mind, what's unfolding in the heart, what's unfolding in the physical body, what's unfolding in the spiritual body. The more that we become willing to check in with ourselves, the more that we can authentically address what's needed. And the other beautiful thing is that sometimes, let's say in a given day, all your actions aren't in support of your overall wellness. Let's say you eat poorly, let's say you get in an argument, or you um, have a bad day, things aren't going as you would like, and you feel a little depleted by the end of the day. Now that's a great way to evaluate what doesn't work for you at the end of the day, and how you can take different actions so that you can do better the next day to support your overall well-being. Sometimes we're fully aware that the choices we're making are not in benefit of our, our being, but we go ahead and do them anyways. And that's something to be addressed, you know. And usually after the day's done, you might say, gosh, you know, what did I need? What, what's missing? Uh, what, what are you concerned with? Why didn't those things go right? And then you can say, okay, I'm going to do better tomorrow. And, the, you know, there's these beautiful points in time as we go into cause and effect that life can be sailing beautifully and then all of a sudden you have a big upheaval or things aren't going so great and all of a sudden you get picked up and have something go in your favor. So these are those bigger karmic moments, those bigger cause and effect moments that are unfolding, part of our destiny. And as I've been taking you through feelings and emotions and welcoming you to come into a place of choice with what you would like to do, what you would like to feel in a given moment, what you would like to actually proceed with as an action that you're committing to in a given moment. And these are good things to contemplate. These are good decisions. It doesn't mean you should hold yourself uh, from moving fluidly in your day, but as you get more and more in sync with knowing yourself and knowing what's in alignment with yourself, you'll, you'll know and you'll trust yourself that you're making right strides forward to support your greater picture. So cause and effect, and we're going to take this in the most simple microcosm way 
that, you know, if you, for example, take an ice cube and place it outside on a hot pavement, what's going to be the effect of that action? It's going to melt. If you keep the ice cube in the freezer, what's going to be the effect of that action or inaction? It's going to stay frozen. So every moment during a given day, we are given the opportunity to make these choices. And every choice we make has an effect. Sometimes you might say, well, that's a really simple, benign thing. Even let's say you have roommates and you decided to drink someone's uh, carrot juice in the, f the fridge and that person was really counting on that carrot juice when they got home and then they realize it's gone you know they might be like okay I'll get something else but there's an effect because that person then all of a sudden had to readjust to make a different choice that they'd already made in their mind they might not be so easy going about it might get mad then there's the, another effect so every moment we're making these choices so on a micro level those choices have an immediate feedback loop. On a macro level, they have a long-term feedback loop. And some of it's accumulative. These repetitive patterns keep building like a bigger ball of yarn that we get to unwind. And there's some, you know, large arching themes in your life that you've more than likely been working on most of your life or have repetitively appeared over and over. That you can actually address and you might take a moment and observe what those actions are and how you keep participating and what you want to do in the next. So with that being said, as we move into action, if we're aware of our feelings, uh, meaning the, what we're feeling in a moment, and then we're led to an emotion, we have a choice in that, that next moment to decide what we would like to emote and what is going to keep us in well-being. And then from there, we have a choice of how we want to move into action with that emotion that we've selected or non-emotion we've selected. And it's at that juncture, and that action may be a thought, that might be speech, that might be physical action, then we're starting to lay the imprint. We're laying that imprint with that thought, with that, those words, with that action, all of the above. And that's going to have an effect immediately and one that's long-term building. So if you look at cause and effect as debiting and crediting your own personal bank account, don't look at it as someone's judging you and you should be sad that you did something and you should feel beat yourself up about it. And all that is creating more effects that are withdrawing from your bank account. So let's say, like I said, you might have a day where you're uh, not feeling so great or things aren't exactly going the way you'd planned. And within that, you have an opportunity to say, gosh, you know, could have I taken different action? Was it just a matter of maybe um, something else is unfolding? Whatever it might be. Or it might be, this was a great day. I really want to make sure I pay attention and harness the opportunities make choices that are in my highest and best during this process. And it's in those moments that you have all these great opportunities to decide what you want to do and how you want to pave the wave into your future. So right now, if you just took a benchmark and evaluated how your life has been, some of the major milestones 
meaning that maybe they were disruptive, even if they could be perceived as negative or traumatic or, you know, energy um, reducing in your life. But ultimately, you saw the wisdom in it and you're, you know, have come out of that. You've had positive things happen in your life that were really exciting and exhilarating. And just to evaluate kind of the cycles that you've been in and what you do in those cycles. And then if you take it just to a day, like what what is your average day like? Meaning, historically, are you mad every day or, you know, so many times a month? Are you emotional every day or so many times a month? Uh, are you happy all the time? Uh, what What's going on for you historically during the course of a month? And then what's historically unfolding for you on those days? So you get a true sense of what's happening and then relate it back. Oh, how's my overall well-being? You know, do I feel healthy in the mind? Do I feel healthy in the body? Do I feel healthy in my heart and my soul? And it's at that juncture that you can start to make different choices that lead into different actions to support your overall well-being. And then you can start to digest, gosh, what do I want to deposit into my bank account for the future? Not for the future, maybe in this lifetime, but for the future generations to come. If you are not a a school of thought of feeling like your life is going to regenerate and come back into another life form, that's fine. That's your choice. But what are you willing to leave behind for future generations to come? This is similar to, if you think about it, if we're taking resources from the earth and we don't have a way to replenish them or we haven't figured that out, then what are we doing to our grandchildren, our future great-great-grandchildren and their children? What are we doing to them if we deplete all the resources? What's going to be left? So this is a simple cause and effect. Gosh, if I reduce the what I'm taking... Maybe there will be more for those in the future. And guess what? If you do feel like your life regenerates, the future will be you meeting the consequences of your past action. And you might live in a society or a time where there aren't as much resources. And you have to come up with other solutions or you have to do without. And manage all the emotions that might be associated with that. So right now, I just want you to have a little recapitulation uh, over another song. Uh, This one is by Apple D. App called Island. It's a really beautiful song talking about his homeland, but, and how, you know, there's certain constructs that are happening there, but it's still really beautiful. And there's a beauty to the life there, which I agree. And he's, his homeland is the Philippines. So as you're listening to him share about his culture and his homeland. I want you to think about historically what's been happening in your life, your inner homeland, and what is unfolding for you in that space, and how do you want to move forward into the next? What actions do you want to take that will have some positive imprints, increasing that deposit into your bank account so that you can help out future generations and potentially, if you're open to it, you'll be helping out yourself in those future generations by just taking action that supports uh, building of energy, meaning good chi, chi that's flowing, clear energy that has a lot of clarity and ease. 
And then we come back, we'll go dive in a little bit deeper to how this impacts our larger community here on planet Earth. Same old, same old. If 
So gently bringing your awareness back to here, gently bringing your awareness to maybe what you observed. And if you need to pause this segment for a moment and write down if you notice your repetitive patterns. For some people, they're real simple. Maybe they get agitated easily. They don't know how to manage that. And then there's a root to that that we can see uh, below uh, the action that we're taking, <laughs> the action that can be offensive or building to other people around us. So with that being said, I want to welcome you into this moment and ask you just to take a pause for a second and ask yourself, gosh, if I got to write my playwright right now, what type of actions would I want to take? And this is very personal to you. Uh, it doesn't have to be what other actions other people would take. What actions do you want to take in your life now? And from there, then it's like, okay, I, I really want to be in service to others, let's say. I'm just speaking for myself right now. And if that's your action, then what do you need to do to do that? What do you need to do to be in service to others? So the first thing you might need to do is to feel into that and say, gosh, if I want to be in service to others, what do I need to feel to be able to do that? And all you might need to feel is that intention or all you might need to feel is whatever is self-arising because you're going to be so in service to that. So you might just need to be able to surf with whatever is present in the physical space, not reactive to it. And then, let's say, yours is wanting to be of service, then what do you want to emote in that place of service? Do you want to be angry? Do you want to be confused? Do you want to be the victim? Do you want to be crying? Do you want to be sad? Do you want to be happy? Do you want to be filled with joy? Do you want to be attached emotionally to some cycle? Whatever it may be, you decide. So from there, so we have this feeling, oh, okay, I want to be in service. Gosh, I'm going to need to surf whatever wave is presented if I truly want to be in service. Wow, uh, emotions. What emotion do I want? Now, I might encounter some feelings, energetic feelings that might, cause me to feel angry. Do I really want to feel that? No. Oh, I want to be in service with kindness. Hmm. All right. So I need to surf those waves and whatever is dished out at me, I need to meet it with kindness. And from there, what do you want to harness as you move into action? You want to harness that energy that was delivered. You want to harness kindness and you want to move into action with kindness and that emotion, as you move into action with kindness, means that your speech is kind, your thoughts are kind, and your action is actually handing out kindness. If you were handing something or if you're building something, you're just placing that imprint of kindness. Now, we can look to the Tibetan culture uh, when they make these sand paintings, and every piece of sand that they're laying is laid with a mantra, is laid with an intention. And so their th mind is clear, their focus is, and what they want to emote is the, the, the energetic field that f flows behind that prayer, that mantra, and then they're imprinting it into the sand. 
And that can be felt. They do this with their tonka paintings. It's the same thing. They draw. There's that imprint and prayer. And that emanates from the object. So if we go through space and time and have something that's not building, meaning positive building and energy, then we're diminishing our own energy and others. And so this is why the teachings are reminding everyone to be aware, Eastern teachings, yogic, Buddhism, Taoism, many other Eastern uh, philosophies that have been studied to remind self, hey, keep that mind clear. Be cognizant of your, your voice. Be cognizant of your thoughts. Be cognizant of your action. And then we learn how to navigate that feeling, the emotion, and we can go into action where there's calibration, alignment with all that activity building up to that moment. And the more and more adept at it, we don't miss a beat. We don't get thrown off. No matter what erupts in front of us, we're like, oh, okay, you know, it would be Suzanne. Remember, you want to be in service. Suzanne, you have, have to practice surfing whatever's dealt to you. Harness that energy. Meet it with kindness. Carry it into action. So this is what I'm hoping that you can start practicing for yourself. This is what I offer to you in this moment to start playing around with, feel with it. In addition, as we talked about last week with the emotions, yeah, just to be honest with self, gosh, if I'm feeling certain emotions, then I, I need to honor that. I need to honor what that is. And how can I take the, the feeling and the emotions and then honor it the best I can and then move back into where I want to be? So we'll use myself as an example again. So let's say all of a sudden I, I met with anger, the energy, a frequency that's agitating. And then that provokes me to be angry. And I'm like, whoa, I didn't surf that agitating feeling. Instead, I reacted to it and now I'm harnessing anger. Now what am I going to do? I have a choice here. I'm going to move into action and anger, or am I going to realize, whoa, kindness, kindness, that's your, your remedy, kindness. So this is what you can do in any given moment. Let's say you have a family member, and you're like, no matter what they dish out to me, I want to deliver love. You know, This doesn't mean you will get walked over. This is just saying, gosh, I want to meet them with love. They're in a hard space. I want to meet them with love. So that frequency comes in. You sense that they're not calm. You sense that they're potentially uh, not going to receive you. You have a choice in that moment. You're like, hmm, I want to send them love. As you move into action in that moment, it might be, gosh, I'm going to make myself scarce right now. This person's not settled. I don't want to get into any altercations with them. I'm going to be loving and leave and let them have peace and space. So all day long we can make these choices and depending on the situation we can decide how we want to meet it, where we want to go with it, what we want to build, what we want to grow with. This takes a practice, it takes a commitment <laughs> to self and to others to do this. You're moving into higher states of being if you're being cognizant what energy fields coming in, what emotion do I want to meet, and what action do I want to take? That starts to pave the way into the future. So right now, here on planet Earth, we can all become super frustrated with all the things that are unfolding. If you watch the news, if you listen to uh, podcasts, if you catch any kind of information on social media, 
you might realize like, wow, the current state of affairs is somewhat tumultuous. We're going through large shifts and changes, no different than other times in history, but we're going through them nonetheless. So within that, you have this great opportunity just to say, wow, I'm going through these shifts, I'm going through these changes, and our collective world is going through these changes. And this is where we can reflect back, gosh, what ha have we done to build up to this moment? What have we not healed? What have we not reconciled? What have we not realized to this point in time? And that starts to give us a little clue on cause and effect on the bigger scale. So if we accept there's certain things going on right now here on planet Earth, and then as we're moving forward, what imprint do we want to leave for the generations to come? Every one of our actions contributes. So if you think you get a little time out and you don't have to be responsible for basic scientific concept of cause and effect, energy being put into motion, and an effect occurring based on that action. Well, I got news for you. It just doesn't work that way. You can float. Maybe you can go into the gap uh, for a point in time, but still things are going on. So this is where you start to ask yourself those questions. How can I, I if I choose to, contribute in a way that not only deposits into my bank account, energy bank account, but also deposits into humanity's bank account. So we might kid ourselves and say, oh, it's no big deal. I'm going to go ahead and uh, support this company, even though I know they do atro atrocious things to the environment, even though I know they treat their employees horribly, I'm still going to do it. It's no big deal. It's just a t-shirt. It's just a t-shirt. However, you participating because you have awareness of their actions and you're still participating in it. So you have to weigh that. But then down the road, you know, if this keeps going on and doesn't improve, what's the impact not only to you, but to your ancestors, your children, the future children, the future grandchildren? What is an impact? Is this situation gotten worse and worse? Usually when someone's not in harmony, if it's not addressed, they're going to get more and more and more out of balance, similar to things you can see happening right now on planet Earth. So these bigger concepts take some time to contemplate because we don't always know what the right answer is. Maybe the only thing you have to purchase in that moment is that t-shirt that is doing these horrible things to people on the other side of the globe, meaning that their work environment's horrible that uh, they're not being paid wages so they can live, all these different things that are happening, but that's the only T-shirt you can wear. And at the same time, maybe it, you know those little salaries are still at least letting them have some money versus no money. So these things we have to weigh, and then how do we, over time, bring them into right action? So when we take action in every moment, you have an opportunity to say, okay, I'm going to make the best choice possible for myself, and I'm going to weigh these bigger picture items. So right now, in the news, currently, where we're at this moment in time and space, we have a lot of things going on. We have potential war in North Korea. We have uh, internet, social media being scrutinized and trying to understand what implications we have if other factions start to try to 
manipulate us no different than the news agencies have been manipulating us. Uh, so we're trying to figure some things out right now. In addition, you have these upheavals of, of matters that are quite serious, but they're coming up right now of, of right action in the workplace, sexual misconduct. We're having people stand up in sports for equality for treatment. So you have all these things upheavaling around us. And it's an opportunity to say, hey, how am I feeding into this? How, how am I not treating my fellow brother and sister equally? How can I do that? Uh, where is my own inner resistance to that? Where are my own inner prejudices to that? Uh, on either side of the fence, you know, what's going on? This is an opportunity for your, you yourself to think this through and see how your actions can be different on a big scale. In addition, you might look at around you and say, oh, uh, sexual misconduct, old school ways of doing things in Hollywood, old school ways of doing things in politics, old school ways of doing things in media, uh, at the workplace. And this misconduct uh, can be, get pretty hairy. We've seen it with Bill Cosby. We've seen it come out with... Um, what is it, Woody Allen, now we're seeing it come out with Henry Weinstein, we've seen it with Bill Clinton, we've seen it with all these characters that have not necessarily completely shifted our way of doing things because we kind of don't want to look at them. But this one in, in particular, it's one that uh, I'll be writing a little bit more on, but it's something to think about because this is prevalent in how we feel about ourselves in society. So if you've been listening to these segments, part of our self-worth is tied up into our identity, our persona, how people perceive us. However, that's not your true self. That's just a reflection of what you feel media and society wants to see at this moment in time. No different if you dress a certain way to fit into a certain crowd. What happens when we are, we're visited with this stuff, especially around sexual misconduct, meaning inappropriate behavior at the workplace, in family situations, in educational situations, is we have to start really examining something, if we so to choose, that's really deep. So if you innocently are listening to this programming and you are so caught up in your persona that let's say like you over-sexualize yourself to get attention, you, one, are doing making a, a big choice here because you're saying, gosh, I need to do this so I feel more worthy. I need to look a certain way so people compliment me so I feel better. And that might be true. However, do you realize in that moment when you make that choice, oh, I need to objectify myself. I need to sexualize myself so I feel better about myself. All of a sudden, you're, you're putting yourself in a situation that's contributing, you're enabling the situation that's causing harm to others because you're going out, you're objectifying yourself into the world, and all these people, male and female alike, that are not well and might be over-sexualized, might have their own traumas to heal, they see this person that's objectifying themselves, they embrace it, they they give you what you want, you potentially get more than you bargained for, or you just are out there circulating this energy, and that person that's in disharmony goes out and commits a crime to a coworker, to a sister, a brother, to a child, all these things, you know. And then we have all these other constructs in a society that are put in place, strip clubs, 
pornographic magazines, media, all these things that we might justify in a moment. You know, what do they do for a bachelor and bachelorette party? They go out and take them to strip clubs. They girls buy men, their girlfriend a bunch of penises. If you're of a different sexual orientation, you might do the same thing. All these different things that we do that are objectifying an energetic field that actually is causing harm to other people. So you might think it's it's simple, it's easy. I, I can participate in this today. I don't have to worry about it. But it's actually collectively causing harm. This is how wars are built up. This is how children are put into slavery because of one simple action is actually creating a collective energetic field that's creating a construct that is considered acceptable until someone decides to say otherwise. Or someone decides, I'm going to stand up. That didn't feel so good. I, I don't want to be objectified. Wow, you know. I mean, so right now, we're, you know, you could turn on the news and you have newscasters talking about masturbation. <laughs> I don't think anyone thought we would be talking about that on the news. Uh, gosh, even 10 or 20 years ago. And the the sad part is, as I giggle, is that we have let ourselves get to a place where we allow people to objectify one another in a workplace to get ahead for dollars. This isn't just in Hollywood. This is in education. This is in um, government. This is in workplace. This is in even just social settings. All these things have been laid out there because we've decided that we want to go ahead and play this game. We want to feel better. But we don't go back and think about, gosh, what is my action doing to feed the whole? Is my action actually going to harm another human being, indirectly or directly? And so, if that's the case, it's good to take a pause, to take a moment and say, gosh, what do I need to do to keep myself in harmony mentally, physically, emotionally, and spiritually? And what actions would be beneficial not only to myself but to others? Is this action beneficial to others? When we start to get really honest with ourselves, we can start to see where we need to move individually. We can't hold anyone else responsible for but ourselves. As I mentioned a couple people, I can't hold Bill Cosby accountable. I can't hold Henry Weinstein. I can't even hold the guy that raped me responsible. I can't do any of that, right? But I can, I can make peace myself, and I can decide how I want to take right action in the future. I can realize, like, wow, you know what? It, it could be get, you could go down a slippery slope if you start uh, manipulating other people with your sexual energy. You can start causing a problem for someone that's seriously ill if you start prancing your sexual energy around. Even if you don't engage with that ill person, they might go and be a predator to someone else. So as a society as a whole, we start to have to ask these questions. And this goes into all things, not just this one incident. It goes into how are we going to treat each other, how are we going to be respectful from human to human, how are we going to even address these, uh, these mass-building moments like war on this planet. How are we going to address that? What needs to happen, you know, in these collective things that keep happening over and over? Ex extreme violence, extreme threats to kill millions of people. How are we going to address this? How do we heal that? How do we reconcile that? And what actions are you taking that are helping build that momentum towards that climactic moment that may or may not happen? 
So when we go back to those emotions, you might say, well, great, Suzanne, that's super overwhelming. I don't really know what to do with that. However, if we go back to the self and say, hey, I do have a say here. I can choose something that's for benefit of myself. And even if it's just for a benefit of one person, two people. And to be honest with yourself about that, there is an impact. We have living proof all around us. The state of affairs here on planet Earth, we've made corrections. We've, we've started to do things that are in the positive directions, but we're still a few generations away from really understanding what we've done. And we're still evolving together. So we have plenty of space to and room for improvement through this process, uh, no matter how long it takes. So what I'd love for you to do is we're going to take a, just a little bit of a pause before we sign out. And you're going to have a little didgeridoo. I'd love it if you can just lay down and allow the vibrations, welcome the vibrations, just to shift your awareness for a moment. And I'd love for you just to use the mantra, show me what I need to know, show me what I need to know. Put a lens on something that I'm missing in my mind, in my body, in my emotional, where I can have greater wisdom so I can take better action to support my overall well-being. And with that, i just love for you to just take a nice deep breath in and out again inhale and exhale another one inhale and exhale
So I welcome you back to here, and you might in that moment had a chance to maybe witness and see what you need to know, where you need to go, what do you want to see that you're missing. And within that, uh, that's a good place to start. You know, just be honest with yourself. Oh, this little nook and cranny is not in alignment. I need to bring it in alignment. So A, I can be in well-being. B, my actions are more integral. And be easy on yourself. Understand, be easy on yourself and others that, you know, as we're unraveling our own karma, meaning our own cause and effect, the results of our past actions, sometimes we're going to, you know, we can have the best intentions, but we're trying to navigate, again, that wave of uh, energy that's going to take us where we need to go. And sometimes we are graceful and other times we're not. So to be easy with one another, you know, we can get hit these little landmines and go, oh gosh, I gotta, I gotta address this and I'm trying to do, I was doing so good, <laughs> now this is going on, but just to be easy with yourself. So just to recap, just to one, really examine that area maybe you saw or you know or you sense and then ask yourself, uh, when I meet this type of situation, what's typically the feeling, the energetic frequency that comes into the space, the situation, the experience? And then from there, uh, make a commitment to yourself. What would you like to emote? What do you want people to feel? What do you want to feel? Choose something that will build energy versus deplete. Be honest, though, in a given moment if you need to experience something that might be depleting, but give yourself permission to do that, and then come back to that state if you want to be happy, if you want to be kind, you want to be compassionate, you want to be loving, come back to that place. And then from there, how can you hold that, that frequency of the kindness, that frequency of the love? How can you hold that, what, that which you want to emote, that which you intend to be? into action, into your voice, into your thoughts, into physical movement, and how can you practice it? It's possible to do this in every single moment, but it takes awareness, present moment awareness. You can't be off someplace else in la-la land. You can't be rehashing the old story that you've told 500 times. You can't be stuck in your old fight-or-flight or trauma pattern. You have to come back to here say, I'm ready to do this and I'm going to practice it until it feels completely like a nice oiled gear <laughs> and it's flowing. doesn't mean you won't hit a pothole or a bump or something else might present itself, but you'll, you'll get it going. You'll exercise that muscle. So as we exit out, we're going to do a little uh, Beirut and it's no, no, no. And this just reminds you, a little tongue-in-cheek, like, no, 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 I don't need to go there again. Thy will be done, you know. Shift the actions so they're of benefit, not only to yourself, but to others. And if you're choosing for your highest and best in this moment, I promise you, it will benefit others too, especially those closest to you. Until next time, this is she signing out with a full heart, a soft gaze, a deep bow, and... A namaste. Be simply.